Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. And of course, I'm your host, John June. And without a doubt, on this lovely Thursday evening, got my guy, Greg Penniman. Greg, what's good, man? What's going on? Week 10. It's happening actually right now. Uh, we got this very underwhelming Baltimore-Miami game going on right now. I mean, you thought the scores would be a little higher, but I'm looking forward to the rest of these games and just ready to get to the starts of the week, you know, get some momentum on that, get money. You know, I'm here. I'm ready to go. Absolutely. We, mm. uh, we are recording this on Thursday night. We actually are going to uh, record all 16 or well, all 14 games uh, this Thursday, but we'll break it up into two parts as per usual. Um, but, you know, so just be aware that everything we say is on this Thursday evening. Uh, if something crazy pops up on Friday, Saturday, uh, obviously, uh, you know, we'll, you have to adjust. But as we always do on this episode, part one, you are getting the 1 p.m. games. And so starting with the first 1 p.m. game, the 2-6 and six Jacksonville Jaguars travel to Indianapolis to take on the four and five Indianapolis Colts. This is a 47 and a half point total. Colts are 10 and a half point favorites mm-hmm. in terms of injuries. Uh, Xavier Rhodes for the Colts, he's questionable with a calf injury for the Jags. Trevor Lawrence is limited participant in practice with an ankle. Uh, James Robinson, he was a, he practiced actually with this heel injury. And so uh, Greg, in terms of this matchup, uh, where are you going? I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Indy to cover. I'm going to also take Indy to win. Um, on Jacksonville's side, I only really – for obviously the main player, James Robinson, should be back on track to play this weekend. Uh, he's RB1 for me with his usage and production all year. He's a close to 20-touch-plus guy and more each week. Um, Marvin Jones is in that wide receiver three category just because the matchup is pretty is pretty good. Uh, Jacksonville probably being heavy negative game script, but that's the only receiver I'm really targeting. Um, and that's pretty much it for Jacksonville. On Indy side, you already know, JT, he's set for another monster day. There's really not much to add. Uh, he's always got the potential to finish as the RB1. And Michael Pittman, uh, you know, I like that this offense kind of centered into these two players, uh, JT and Pittman for touchdown production. Um, Pittman's the PPR wide receiver seven this year. Weekly top 15 play for me. Uh, he's been getting, he's a dog and he's touchdown. So <clears throat> I'm rolling him out there with confidence. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the over here. going to take the Colts to cover, Colts to win. Um, in terms of the indie side, you know, JT, I, I definitely have him in RB1 territory. Uh, the, you know, the, the, Jags, the Jags have been better against the run over these last three weeks. So definitely be mindful of that. But uh, nothing to deter you from putting JT in your lineup, of Facts. course. Uh, Michael Pittman, like you said, he's been he's been a wide receiver, wide receiver seven in PPR leagues. He's going to continue to dog. Uh, I got him as a top six option this week. I mean, he's just been consistently uh, just, you know, that number one guy in this offense. Also seeing touchdown production, which is good. Red zone, red zone opportunities, which is nice. So definitely love that. And then. 
Uh, Carson Wentz, I mean, he's been solid, man. He really has. Um, you know, I, you know, he's been rocking as my my QB two in, in our league of extraordinary people, and he's been, you know, a pleasant surprise there for me. And and I think that you know against this Jacksonville offense game with a uh, you know forty seven and a half point total, that's decently high. Ten and a half point favorites, taking them to to, to cover. Uh, you know, I think Carson Wentz plays well in this one. Uh, you do potentially get T.Y. Hilton back, who he, he practiced. Um, it was a full full participant practice. Not no not. I'm not saying for T.Y., I'm just talking about for Carson Wentz specifically. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Um, this is hope he can make it a half. Yeah, no, yeah. definitely hope. That, that's the hope there. Uh, James yeah. Robinson, uh, I agree with you. You know, he's definitely the top option here for the Jacksonville offense. Uh, he's he's a top running back option. I would have him as a, as a top 10 running back for sure uh, if, if you told me he was playing. Um, you know, if it's Carlos Hyde. I become much, much less interested uh, unless you unless you're down for like 20, 21 touches for uh, 50 yards or so, uh, 50, 60 yards. Uh, but if I had to pick a Jags receiver, it's going to be Jamal Agnew for me. I mean, the target share, he he, he leads them in targets. Uh, I mean, Marvin Jones probably does have the higher upside. I mean, he most definitely has the higher upside there. So. You, actually, I guess maybe because of that, I will go with Marvin Jones for the upside play because you know, I am an upside kind of person. But if you want that safe floor, you you just need that product that you know that you know you don't want a zero in your lineup. Jamal Agnew has, uh, I think, that safer floor with that you know with the volume that he's been seeing as of late. Yeah. Moving on to this next game, the five and four Cleveland Browns traveled to New England to take on the five and four New England Patriots. This game has a forty-five and a half point total. This New England Patriots are one and a half point favorites in terms of injuries. Nick Chubb, uh, that's the big question mark. Uh, he's on COVID on the COVID IR list. He he does he is vaccinated, so he does have to take uh, have basically have two negative tests back to back within uh, twenty-four hours. Uh, to be cleared for Sunday's game, uh, there is a possibility that he could play. I would, you know, if I am a Nick Chubb manager, but if you are one, I would, I would plan to be without him. That's what I'm doing. Um, and if he, you know, if you find out he's activated on Sunday, then like that's a plus, right? So, um, uh, Demetri Felton also is on the COVID list. Uh, Baker Mayfield, he's limited uh, with a foot and a shoulder. Harrison Bryant limited with thigh um you know there's a bunch of guys on the defensive line that are questionable uh new england has always you know a bunch of guys questionable but the biggest thing is that damian harris and ramon j stevenson both uh showed up uh, are both in concussion protocol uh they both missed practice on wednesday seems like ramon j stevenson returned to practice on thursday so i'll continue to monitor that situation but in terms of the game here i'm going to take the under i'm going to take the patriots to cover going to take the Patriots to win, uh, you know, on the Cleveland side, fire up Dearness Johnson, uh, you know, again, as a, you know, that plug in, um, plug in play RB, RB two, I think he gets RB one territory. He finishes an RB one last time. So, I, you know, I think he can definitely do that again. Uh, Donovan Peoples Jones, uh, he's really been balling lately, uh, but I think I'm afraid he might get the Belichick treatment this week. Uh, you know, don't want to get beat on those big plays like you mentioned a few weeks back with the Mike Williams thing. And so I think that makes Jarvis Landry uh, a good play here. The same way Keenan Allen was a good play that last, you know, two weeks ago. Uh, I, I think 
you know, I think Cleveland also probably leans on their tight ends here a little bit uh, to make the to make an impact as well. Uh, if I had to choose one, it would be Austin Hooper. Um, on the New England side, it's tough to really want to play anyone. Um, you know, I, 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 Mac Jones is not he he's been he's been okay. He's been solid. Nothing spectacular. Uh, the the run game, it's like I don't know which running back I I would even want to play. Like is Brandon Bolden the guy right now? Like I don't like I I, I really don't know. So I'm gonna just stay away from that side of the ball. But uh, the defensive special teams could probably. Uh, that's maybe your your best way to fantasy uh, fantasy production. Yeah, the New England defense, special team, and pull fire be the the best score in this game. Uh, I'm also gonna take the under, take New England to cover, New England to win. Um, yeah, I'm expecting the same. But you're should be expecting most likely no Nick Chubb. So I'm definitely firing up DeAndre Johnson. He he, I got him as RB solid RB two, but he gets RB one volume, so uh, he definitely gets that upside there. Um, I. Think be at Belichick is gonna focus on the big plays and trying to take away the run game. So I do like Jarvis as more of a wide receiver four. He could probably get you a wide receiver three day. Um, but this game is gonna feel very be very low pace and low scoring. So you're probably expecting like a seven catch day for 49 yards from Jarvis. Really. Uh, um, on the winger side, as a manager of all three running backs in the league of extraordinary people, you know I got Damian Harris, Roger Stevenson ready to, ready to go at. The rule, obviously, if Damian Harris is going, he's the one. Uh, if not, Stevenson's going to get the early down work. And then Bowden, I think for this type of game, I think he's probably the play if Damian Harris or Stevenson can't go because Cleveland's pretty good rush defense. And, you know, he's a pass catcher that probably get close to 10 touches. Um, other than that, that's pretty much it on the New England side. Yeah, it's tough for the New England side for sure. Um yeah. I was hoping they got Odell. That's what I was. I had to know, like, yo, get Odell. <laughs> then he's he's a wide receiver too. But he made it. Oh man. Um, moving on to this next game, we've got the four and four Atlanta Falcons traveling to Dallas to take on the six and two Dallas Cowboys. Game has a fifty-five point total. The Dallas Cowboys are nine-point favorites. In terms of the uh injuries here amari cooper he's questionable with the hamstring he's he's been dealing with that basically all year he's been practicing through it so no concerns about that uh except for that he could potentially break down at some point as he's done before but we'll get across that bridge when we get there uh ezekiel elliott or he showed he popped up on the injury report with a knee injury so he was limited so something to monitor there don't think he'll miss any game time but uh definitely uh, you know, have to wonder if he, you know, uh, well, not not concerned about him playing, but I have to wonder if it, you know, how that affects him in any way. And then kicker Greg Zerline ended up on the COVID IR list and uh, Michael Gallup, he's expected to return this week with that injury, that calf injury, I believe it was that he's been dealing with. And the Atlanta side, they're OK. So, Greg, where are you at with uh, this game here? Uh, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Atlanta to cover. I'm going to take Dallas to win. 
Uh, on Atlanta side, Matt Ryan has definitely been playing much better since that rough start uh, early in the year. Um, he's in that low-end QB1 territory for me this week. Uh, Cordell Patterson, continue to treat him as that low-end RB1 or wide receiver one, whatever you, <clears throat> position works for you. Um, continue to also roll out Kyle Pitts as a tight end one, have him in my top five for sure this week. I still want him and his upside every week, even if he's been struggling the last couple of weeks. Um, he's gonna He's going to ball out. It's coming again. Hard for me to really trust any other receiver um, in deeper leagues. If you're in a pinch, Russell Gage is probably the option, um, but he's just been boomer bust this year, so just just know that. On Dallas side, I'm expecting a huge bounce back here for the entire offense. Uh, I think Dak is a top five play. He's definitely got some start of the week p- potential. Atlanta, favorable matchup. Uh, they give up close to 250 yards, two touchdowns a game, QBs. Uh, it's a great spot for receivers like C.D. Lamb, especially if Amari Cooper is banged up. He's going to play, but they usually they could limit him um, just because he's banged up. But so CD Lamb's the play. Cooper has to have a, has a wide receiver too. Um, Gallup, he's a stash for me right now, but he does have wide receiver three upside depending on how this game goes. It's 54 and a half over under. Uh, and Schultz is the low inside in one. Uh, of course, Zeke is that guy. He's RB1 performance as well. Yeah, definitely, man. I'm, I'm going to take the over here. Going to take Atlanta to cover. Going to take Dallas to win. Um. Yeah, Patterson, top option at whichever position you want to play. Yeah, Matt. whatever you want. Uh, Kyle Pitts, top five option. Matt Ryan, QB one option for sure. Uh, I mean, like you said, he started out he started out rough, but he's really settled in on uh, the back half of this year. You know, this you know recent weeks especially. So I definitely have him as a as a top uh top seven quarterback this week. Uh, he is my quarterback seven this week actually. Okay. And then Russell Gage, uh. I, I agree with you. Uh, I, you know, I think he's a wide receiver three option. Uh, but Olamade Zacchaeus, uh, I think he's he's also has some potential in this game. Okay. It does have a high total. Yeah, uh, they are they are you know going to be trailing here. So I think you know some big plays down the field, which is really his specialty, uh, could could really get it done there. Uh, on the Dallas side, Dak Prescott, totally agree with you. High end QB one option. Um, Definitely. Like this one has like Greg start of the week written all over it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Zeke, RB1 option for sure. Uh, You know, just hope that he could, you know, push through that knee injury. Um, Yeah. And then Dalton Schultz, tight end one option. And then, yeah, CeeDee Lamb and Mark Cooper, they're both borderline wide receiver ones with with upside for way more. I do I do agree with your sentiment somewhat that Amari Cooper could be limited by that hamstring. It has been bothering him all year, so uh, something to, to to definitely monitor. But on to this next game, the five and three Buffalo Bills traveling to New York to take on the two and six New York Jets. I should say New Jersey MetLife. Uh, this game has a 47.5 point total according to FanDuel Sportsbook. The Buffalo Bills are 13.5 point favorites. Dawson Knox is a limited participant with a hand injury. Doubt, don't think he's going to play. Uh, Cole Beasley still dealing with a ribs injury, uh, but he he returned to practice this week. Linebacker Tremaine Edmonds, he's DMP two days in a row with a hamstring injury. Uh, Corey Davis for the Jets. He's questionable with the hip, but he returned to practice as a full participant. Uh, Denzel Mims, he's out on the COVID IR. Marcus May, he was added to the injury reserve with an, with an Achilles injury. Uh, tight end uh, Tyler Croft, he was put on IR with a chest injury. 
Uh, Zach Wilson returned to practice with a knee injury, but he's most likely out. Uh, in terms of this game here, I'm going to take the over. Um, oh, man, I went back and forth on this one so many times. But I'm going to take the Bills to cover. I'm going to take the Bills to win. I uh, feel like a broken record here, but Josh Allen will finish as the QB1 this I week. I hope so. I really hope so, man. <laughs> um, I don't think we see a repeat of last time. The Jets are so banged up in the secondary that it, it it there's only one way that this can end. Uh Diggs, he's a wide receiver one option. Uh Cole Beasley, he's banged up, should face some resistance from Michael Carter the second, but I don't think he'll face much. Uh Manuel Sanders uh will make a few big plays in, in this one as well. Uh is potentially even Gabriel Davis. So uh on the Jets side, Michael Carter should continue to see a ton of volume through the air. Uh, he's borderline RB1 option this week. Ty Johnson, uh, he's been getting it done via touchdowns, which is dangerous, especially in a matchup like this. So maybe I'm, I'm, I'm probably fading him this week. Uh, curious to see how the wide receivers sort themselves out. I am starting Elijah Moore in a pinch in some leagues just because I, I do think Corey Davis probably ends up with Trey White a little bit uh, if he does return healthy. And I think uh, Elijah Moore, you know, he's the kind of guy that they try to get the ball in his hands different types of ways, uh, and especially as a deep threat as well. So uh, I probably trust him more more than any other of the other receivers. Yeah, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the Jets to cover, and I'm going to take Buffalo to win. This is like, you know, just the, the – I'm predicting the Jets season. Like, this is the good week now. You know, they got Mike White back. <clears throat> that's the best news I heard all week. Russell Wilson, I know he's back, but Mike White is back. So that's what's up. Uh, all on the Jets side, you know, Michael Carter, he's in solid RB2 territory. Uh, check down King is back. So he's going to get a lot of receptions. Uh, Corey Davis is returning, but I agree with you. He's going to get that. He might, he's going to lead the team in targets, but he, he probably will get that. Elijah, I mean, Trey White treatment. So I have him as a wide receiver three. I do have Elijah Moore as a stash, but I do ha- have him starting in some leagues in a pinch. So I don't hate that, that dart throw because uh, <clears throat> he's going to have the better matchup and he's just a talented receiver. On Buffalo side, man, I, I need yeah. Josh Allen needs to bounce back, man. He's he's been either top three or four, or he's out the, the he's a QB two. Like I needed more more consistency from from Josh Allen. So uh, um, I think he finishes as a top five play for sure this week. Diggs also I need I need that boom week to come. He's like I've been a high and wide receiver two for me all year. So he does have that upside, but I got him like right around that wide receiver thirteen range. Cole Beasley he's made a nice turn in the last three weeks. Finishing as the PPR wide receiver 11, 10, and 26 in the last three weeks. So definitely been playing well. Got him as a low-end wide receiver, too. Uh, and Sanders, yeah, because of this game, he can be, I think, a, a solid wide receiver three in this game. Um, but, yeah, I I want this just the Bills to just play better, man. They've been, having, they've been getting an easy schedule all year. like So they got to they gotta get it done. Yeah, they definitely have to get it done, uh, given the Patriots uh, and opportunity here to steal this division back so uh Crazy. don't want to do don't want to go and do that now um <laughs> but moving on to this next 1 p.m game here we got the five and three new orleans saints traveling to tennessee to take on the seven and two tennessee titans this is a 44 and a half point total the titans are three point favorites here uh alvin Kamara, 
DMP two days in a row with a knee injury. That's not good. Should have knew when they started yeah, working out those players, man. We, I mean, I guess we saw it. We saw it coming. We definitely did see yeah. this one coming. Um, the workload. But we don't oh, know. Maybe he man. can play. Maybe he can play. Yeah, no, nah, it could just be rest rest days. Like, like, like AJ Brown last year, last year, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cornerback Ken Crawley was added to the IR on Tennessee. Uh, AJ Brown was listed uh, was listed as a limited participant with a knee injury. Um, Julio Jones, he was limited with the hamstring injury, which he's been dealing with with hamstring and knee injuries all year. Uh, and then they have a bunch of guys questionable on the defensive side of the ball. Um, Greg, where are you at with this game right here? I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Tennessee to cover, and I'm going to take Tennessee to win <clears throat> on the one and sword side. You can't really assume who's going to start at quarterback. Um, so, I mean, if it's if it's Hill, I have him as a long matchup proof QB1, uh, like borderline QB1. If it's Trevor Simeon, his matchup is nice, but I see him as more of a mid-tier QB2. Uh, Kamara is slightly banged up, so you got to definitely monitor his practice status. Um, have Mark Ingram ready, ready to go, because he'll, he'll definitely get RB1 volume, um, and he'll be definitely a solid RB2 for me. Uh, Tennessee's definitely been getting killed by receivers this year. Uh, it's definitely the ba- one of the best matchups for wide receivers right now, so I am intrigued for Deontay Harris. Uh, to provide some wide receiver three value <clears throat> on Tennessee side, Tannehill he's in that QB 13 to 15 range as well. Peterson same role as last week. He's gonna get 10 to 15 carries. He's a touchdown dependent RB three. McNichols is also in that RB three category. I think the script uh, may favor him a bit more. Um, both running backs had 10 touches last week, so it was kind of even. AJ Brown, you're firing him up as low on wide receiver one. He's really the only pass catcher I want right now. Uh, he's been a monster target. He's got 40 targets over the last four games. It's 10 a game. Um, yeah, it's, it's crazy how the, the drop off for Julio Jones has happened. Don't want to touch him at all. Yeah, definitely don't want to do that. Uh, on <laughs> on the uh, In terms of the game, I'm taking the over here. Going to take Tennessee to cover, Tennessee to win. Uh, yeah, Kamara, definitely. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you brought up Deontay Harris. Uh, he's he's intriguing for sure. And I say Kamara definitely as in if Kamara plays, obviously you have the contingencies in place. I think Mark Ingram is a fine replacement if he can't go. Um, but, yeah, Deontay Harris definitely intriguing there. A.J. Brown, um, Ryan Tannehill, they're definitely in play for me. Uh, Julio Jones has some intrigue, like just some. He, he played he – played, uh, the most snaps that he's played since uh, the start of the season last week. Okay, okay. Uh, he, he's been dealing with some injuries, so uh, let him get him back, get back into the swing, and I, and I think that he could, you know, put up some wide receiver three numbers. Um, <clears throat> Jeremy McNichols, I, I think that he's in play as well. This New Orleans Saints team is is good against the run, uh, so McNichols will probably make some plays in the pass game. Although it is AP. Revenge game against New Orleans. He was there for a hot minute. You remember when AP, he was, he was Alvin right. Kamara and uh, Mark Ingram were all in the same backfield for like two weeks. Yep, yep. And we're like, why is AP on this roster with Kamara? Why is Alvin Kamara not getting more? Yeah, touchdowns? yeah, word. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yep. And uh, yeah, that was the history. But yeah, he's always in play for a touchdown. So <laughs> yeah. definitely something to look out for there. Um. But moving on to this next game, we got the six and two 
Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to Washington to take on the 2-6 and six Washington football team. This game has a 51.5 point total. The Washington football team are 9.5 point underdogs. In terms of the game here, Gronk is questionable with a back injury. A.B. as in Antonio Brown was DMP with an ankle. Um, Bruce Arians was talking about hopefully he can do some some walking exercises. So um seems like A.B. still has some time, some ways to go. Uh, Chris Godwin also dealing with a foot injury. So that's he's mispracticed two days in a row now. So that's something to definitely watch. Um Carlton Davis and Sean Murphy Bunting both close to returning, it seems like. So that'll definitely be a boost for the Tampa Bay secondary. Uh, And then on the Washington side, Antonio Gibson, he's still dealing with that shin injury even after the bye week. So that's definitely uh, concerning there. Uh, Curtis Samuel, he's DMP with the hip injury. Um, And then Ryan Fitzpatrick, there seems to be no timetable for his return from that hip injury. So um, if you are, you know, holding on to Taylor Heineke in two quarterback leagues, that is definitely uh, news that might be beneficial to you. Um, In terms of the game here, Leonard Fournette, RB1 option on the Tampa Bay side, uh, Tom Brady, QB1 option for sure. Uh, Curious to see. Well, if, it seems like Evans might be the top wide receiver this week uh, with the other two, you know, A.B. most likely being out and Godwin uh, having, to, you know, dealing with that foot injury. Um, not touching the tight end situation in Tampa Bay. Uh, and then on the uh, Washington side, I think this could be a potential trap here uh, for Taylor Heineke. Uh, Tampa Bay has been pretty good against quarterbacks, you know, over these last three weeks, they've gotten better uh, against the quarterback position. And so while Heineke and the Washington football team have been a pretty good passing offense over these last three weeks, uh, they're first in passing drop back EPA over the last three weeks. Um, I, I think that they could meet some resistance here against Tampa Bay. So uh, I think you could definitely stream Heineke with the week, the kind of week that it is, but just be my, just, you know, just be wary of, uh, you know, maybe from a DFS perspective, there might, there might be some resistance here. Uh, Terry McLaurin, uh, I'm starting him up. I, I think he's probably, he was banged up a little bit dealing with an ankle injury. And we know that, you know, when he's banged up, he, you know, it, it tends to, to really bother him, uh, you know, affect his production and his play. Uh, so I, you know, I, hopefully he's healthier out of the bye. Uh, and then JD McKissick, uh, I think he, you know, this game is made for him. So I think you, he's probably somebody you want in your lineups. Yeah, I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna take Tampa Bay to cover. Take Tampa Bay to win. Uh, I pretty much agree with you on the Tampa side. Brady, you love him this week. Fournette, you gotta love him as well. <clears throat> Chris Godwin and Mike Evans are the options, but Mike Evans, yeah, has the higher upside with Godwin being a little banged up. And AB's a week away. Gronk's probably not going to be able to play as well. We'll see. But it's going to be Mike Evans' show. Um, I'm sure Brady will be fine with no matter who's on the field against this Washington secondary. On Washington's side, because of the game script, definitely want McKissick. Solid floor RB3. Got some low on RB2 upside. Similar to like Miles Gaskin, kind of. 
Yeah, this, you didn't even mention AG. That's that's why. I mean, I would I'm fading him that. My man, I'm not not starting him. He's outside my top 30. Terry McLaurin, solid wide receiver two. And Logan Thomas might come back, but I still want to play Marquise Jones in this matchup if I had to choose a tight end. I think, you know, Logan Thomas more like a week away. Yeah, yeah, good point there on the tight ends. Um, Moving on to this next game, the last 1 p.m. game that we'll cover here. We've got the 0-8 Detroit Lions traveling Ooh. to Pittsburgh. I know, man. I want them to get one, bro. Really <laughs> Me too, do. man. For Dan Campbell, man. <laughs> uh, traveling to Pittsburgh to take on the 5-3 and three Pittsburgh Steelers. <clears throat> this game has a 43-point total. The Steelers are 9-point favorites here. Uh, in terms of injuries, Jamal Williams, he's questionable with a thigh. He was a DMP at practice. Um, Chase Claypool, he's week to week with a toe injury that was initially deemed to be season ending, but has since been deemed, um, you know, not season ending and he'll be week to week with that. So, uh, something to monitor there. Big Ben, he was a DMP with a shoulder and a pec injury. Eric Ebron, he's dealing with a hamstring and the news that came through today, uh, Najee Harris is, uh, dealing with a foot injury. So he, Greg, did he sit out of practice today, or is he? Uh, I'm not sure. I could double check that, but I know the moment I saw that, I picked up Kalen Balaji. <laughs> yeah. So if you are the Najee Harris manager, uh, go scoop up Kalen Balaj as some insurance, because obviously, I think he, we would expect him to scoop up all that. He, he was limited today. He was limited. Okay, yeah. so he got some work in it. Seems. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. So. In terms of this game here, Greg, where are you going? I'm going to take the over. Um, if This is one of the games that Detroit could do it, but I'm going to still take Pittsburgh to cover and Pittsburgh to win. Um, on Detroit's side, it's simple. It's easy. DeAndre Swift, PPR, he's RB1 solid option. TJ Hawkinson, tight end one option. Uh, they did sign Josh Reynolds off of waivers. I did peep that, you know. So, you know, he's maybe just a little... Uh, he just raised my eyebrow. Um, and maybe in deeper leagues, he could be a speculative ad. On Pittsburgh side, Ben, I have him right, I think, in the, a top 15 play. His upside would probably be capped because, you know, he just isn't the player before. But, you know, if you're the Joe Burrow or Calamari is a little more healthy, but uh, it could be a safe insurance option. He's He is coming off of QB 18 and then QB 14 week last week um, against Chicago. Najee Harris, if he's going, he's going to finish the RB1. Like, this this is his game for him. Detroit's, you love to attack. Detroit's rush defense, like, this is the game for Najee. Deontay Harris also could finish as the wide receiver one this week. He's in a great matchup this week, especially about Cape Claypool. He's going to get 15 targets. Like, you, you got to expect that. Um, and you then mean continue. Deontay Johnson, right? Deontay Johnson, yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Deontay <laughs> Harris probably could finish as a wide receiver one, too. Yeah, Just true, true, true. Back, Deontay back. Johnson. Greg said yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely Deontay Johnson. Smash by here. Continue to roll out Pat Fearmurf, um as he's found a connection with Big Ben. Uh, and with Claypool being out, I mean, the targets are just going to still funnel to him. Yeah, I'm going to take the uh, over here. I'm going to take Pittsburgh to cover, Pittsburgh to win. Um, yeah, I, DeAndre Swift, I, I think he's a – I got him down as a top five option at the position this week. Uh, that target share is going to be there. Uh, they're nine point underdogs. I, I, yeah, I think they're just going to continue to to utilize him in the pass game. 
Hawkinson, he's one of the top options at the tight end position for me, if not the top option. Um, he's just been so dominant over the last few weeks with that that target share number. Uh, on the Pittsburgh side, Najee Harris, uh, definitely a top 10 option. Um, Deontay Johnson, I mean, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. He's in a great spot. Didn't come through for me last week, uh, but with no Chase Claypool potentially here, uh, I think that we just see this offense become yeah. super concentrated yeah. between Najee Harris, between Deontay Johnson, between Pat Fryermuth, which could ultimately make Big Ben probably that much better um, if it's just, you know, concentrated to these three playmakers who have proven to be pretty good uh, in their young their young time in the NFL. So uh, definitely like those guys to to light it up. And I think Big Ben could potentially bring some streaming option, especially, again, on this week that we talk about as being a bad week uh, for streaming. So um, that wraps it up here, everybody, for part one. We appreciate y'all. Thank you for vibing with us, and uh, we'll catch y'all later. Peace. Yeah.